Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody, we're back with another edition of the India Against England daily podcast. I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and joined by an English and an Indian fan today. The English one is Sam Dalling, the Indian one is Neil Varani, and in today's podcast we're looking ahead to the T20 Internationals 5 in Ahmedabad, starting on Friday. And obviously the backdrop of all of that is the World T20, which is coming up in the autumn in India. So it is a bit of a dress rehearsal this over the next uh, couple of weeks. I'll start with you, Neil. I was actually astonished yesterday on the podcast. I don't know if you listened to it, but I had Naman and Raj on it yesterday from an Indian perspective. And we finished with a little bit of a look ahead to the, the white ball. And both of them said, I would prefer India to lose this five match T20 series. I don't think India have got T20 right at the moment. It needs a rejig and maybe a defeat in this series would give them a kick up the backside to get it right. Are you of that opinion? I think that's a little bit trash. I'd prefer to uh, lose the first two matches, um, there be a realisation that not everything's right and then we come roaring back in the last three. Maybe the underlying sentiment I can agree with, which is that sometimes the Indian hierarchy can get a bit complacent and um, really look objectively at how the team is set up. But uh, I, I certainly don't think that in a... Um, World Cup year, you want to be rocking the boat that much. Tell me what's wrong then. Um, in terms of India's uh, approach to T20. Both guys yesterday suggested that the T20 was India's weakest format. What aren't they getting right? I think it's also a reflection of how good they are in the other two formats. Um, I think that Test Cricket, they're the best. 
um, I think, in ODI cricket. This is a very political answer, Neil. I want to know what's wrong with <laughs> T20, right. not I'll, what's right with everything else. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to it. I think in ODI cricket, we are just behind England and probably better equipped to deal with a dirty track than England are, but overall just only behind them. In T20s, I think we're up there, but not right at the top. And there's a certain amount of conservative thinking in the T20 game, as far as India is concerned. Possibly that they're playing the T20 game from two or three years ago and haven't really moved with the current demands which are higher scores. And we're, we're still very happy on a 160 versus 160, whereas other teams are better set up to play a higher scoring game, um, which is the way that T20 is going. Because the, the way it is going is that basically, instead of having those middle overs where you consolidate, it's now foot to the floor for the full 20, isn't it? Yeah, have a, um, a batting lineup which goes all the way down like England. I think at one point, every player in the England team had a, a first-class 100. They had Adil Rashid down at number 11, which is yeah. just ridiculous. India are always carrying a couple of Chris Martins. We have to do that because there's no way you're dropping Bumrah or Chahal, but it does lead to some conservative play. We've especially seen that with Dhoni in the ODIs and the World Cup recently. We saw people playing more conservatively because they were worried about what comes after them. Whereas England, especially, don't worry about that because everyone can bat all the way down the lineup. And Sam, bring you in on that one. It's it's actually quite strange, isn't it, in the in the current climate to hear our Indian fans on these podcasts being a little bit less in your face, really, because the, the, or, or slightly less confident, I guess, going into a series. Do you see it the same way that India aren't it, quite as good as England? It's intriguing, isn't it? Because I, I have to confess, James, I hadn't listened to yesterday, so I hadn't I hadn't heard oh, that. Oh, Sam, but Sam, it, it, Sam. I know, Sam. I know. Should I go off the call now? Yeah, is that the end? You're sacked, Sam. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to finish my answer first, or should yeah. I go immediately? You might as well fill in for this podcast, and we'll take it from there with the disciplinary. Oh, it's going to be the you know, so 2021 when you get removed from a WhatsApp group. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it's surprising, isn't it? Right. With the, there's a couple of points, isn't there? The success of the IPL, one just assumes that all is well in India. T20 land, particularly if we've seen, we've, there's been a lot of talk about the players who have made the jump into Test cricket, which are like Ashar Patel and Washington Sundar, because of IPL success. One just automatically assumes all is rosy in the T20 garden, but apparently that's not the case. I mean, as, as Neil says, it would be, I think it would, even if they were struggling slightly, it is relative to the strength of the other formats they're in, and it would be a big risk in a so close to a World Cup to have a massive shake-up. I mean, I could under, we talk about cycles and England winning the 2019 ODI World Cup. That work for that started immediately after the 2015 World Cup. So to suddenly rip it all up and, and not quite start again, but make drastic changes so close to a tournament, I think would be risky. I wonder if maybe the Indian Badgers have spent so long speaking to English Badgers that they've realised that actually they've, they've taken on our classically <laughs> British persona of being a bit understated and, and trying to say, oh yeah, no, we don't really expect anything. I've certainly not noticed that on Twitter in terms of, of Indian badges worldwide. They are quite buoyant when it comes to their own opinions. Just looking ahead to this five-match 
series, though, Sam, I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really mean much, does it? Whoever comes out with a win on this one. Is it more, I mean, the results, everybody wants to win. Don't get me wrong. And taking confidence from this would be good. But are the results the be all and all of this? This is all about preparation, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. But I suppose if your preparation is going well, then the byproduct is you're winning. I think you're always in an international tournament or a series. Well, it's not it's not tournament cricket, but it's still a series. So there's still a lot at stake. And I'm not sure particularly prize money or anything like that makes a difference. But reputations can be enhanced. But if you're a player playing for a place in a world T20 squad. T20 is the kind of game, if a batsman gets a huge score, if someone gets 80, 90, 100, um, which will jettison them into the thinking for the starting lineup come the World Cup, that is probably going to more often than not win the game for the team. And likewise, if there's a bowler who takes five or six wickets or four, even four wickets in a, a T20 game, that can often win the game. So yeah, I, I see what you mean, but I don't think that'll be in the thinking of the players. Obviously, this is in India. The World T20 is in India. So if you can put in a performance for England in this series, whether you team wins or loses you go into the thinking or kind of start to get inked into that squad don't you come October time well exactly and there are players who have someone like Sam Billings for example who had probably as he said himself his best England summer or best season for England last summer but he isn't necessarily a shoo-in and he's now having to play a slightly different role we've talked openly about being the finisher so he may not get 90-100 but actually coming in at 5 or 6 he still has work to do to cement his place I don't think I was having a flick through the squad and there's kind of an 18-man squad and a couple of standbys. And it's it's difficult to pick a first 11, so which is great, and, you know, but there are definitely spots up for grabs to chuck out as many cliches as possible. So I think it's definitely a big series for England from that perspective. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between 2.09 to 2.11 pounds. Butterfly, willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door, knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win that cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer, we need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player scored a double century for England in the current India versus England test match series? Send that answer and your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget, you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at black rat cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one day game in this current India versus England series. It's that badger style. Neil, same applies for India, isn't it, really? Um, in, in home conditions against a very good opponent, this is A, a learning curve, but B, a real chance for the individuals in that squad to cement their place for the, the World T20. I think the issue that India have always had is too many options. We see the IPL, there are so many players who put their hand up or who have done for India in the past. They're actually whittling that down to a best 11 or best 
18 squad is very difficult. So I think you often see India underperforming considering the resources that they have. And this is going to be a, a great opportunity to, to stamp their their claim for a lot of these players, which makes it even more surprising than that the likes of Varun Chakravati and Raul Tuatia, who have waited so long to get an opportunity to impress, have suddenly not kept themselves fit enough to pass the bleep test. I was surprised at that as well. I mean, Varun Chakravati in particular, he was going to be going to Australia. He then got injured in the IPL, didn't he? And couldn't actually make, make the plane to Australia. You'd think he'd be absolutely champing at the bit here to to really show what he can do after waiting so long. Tawatia in the same boat as well. It does seem rather bizarre, doesn't it, that they rock up to a squad and, and their fitness is, uh, is poor because one of the things in lockdown you do have, if you're driven and determined, is plenty of time to keep your fitness up. As we've seen on um, the Instagram accounts of just about every single India player, and Vera is so loud and uh, proud about the fitness levels of the India team having to be at a certain standard. I think that they have the bleep test setting um, at a minimum of something like 17, which makes me feel a little bit ill just to think I've, about it. I've, I've, trust, <laughs> me, trust me, I've watched Yorkshire do the bleep tests in pre-season and it is it is horrendously horrible. I have never tried it myself and I never will um, because I don't want to see what single digit figure I finish up on because it starts as a walk and you gradually then jog and then by the time you finish it, you're literally sprinting between bleeps and and people are sick, people fall over. It is horrible. But Tuatia and Chakravarti know that. Exactly. And everyone knows it. You can't be an old school Indian player anymore. You can't be carrying extra pounds. You can't be a liability in the field. They still have a go at Chahal, who's probably the worst fielder in the team. But you can see the amount of work he has to put in and the improvement there. So I, I love that fella. He's got so much energy. He smiles infectious. I just love watching him play. Anyway, that's an, that's an aside. Absolutely. Um, but the, the fact that he does try so hard to improve makes him someone that I want to get better in the same way that I know that Monty Panasar used to work exceptionally hard, even though he's coming from a very low base. So I don't feel as bad when... Uh, when he wasn't as good at fielding. And in a way, Neil, if, if your teammates can see that you're doing that, they can maybe just suffer the odd mistake, can't they? Because they know that you're giving you everything. And that you're going to get better, that you're going to get up to the required standard. It's where people are resting on their laurels or letting something which, like your fitness, which is absolutely integral to being a professional sportsman. You can't let that slide. Both of those players are going to have to do very well in the upcoming IPL to stand any chance of getting into the squad for the World Cup now. Well, it, go, it goes as a black mark against them, doesn't it? If they've turned up to an Indian squad after being selected, being given that nod of approval in terms of getting into that squad they've turned up unfit that's kind of stains their character in terms of longer term doesn't it yeah yeah Coley won't forget that Shastri won't forget that there's a minimum standard required and India are a much better team for it Chakravarti's been sent home hasn't he as I understand it Tuati is still there in the squad whether they're keeping him as a netballer or whether they're going to give him another chance on the bleep test maybe he didn't quite fail it as badly as, as Chakravarti that remains to be seen um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that because as you say Virat Kohli it's not even a secret is it he, the, you know his standards are legendary and well known and all of those players in that squad know that as well Sam just coming back 
back to you. Josh Butler was talking, it's on, on the Crick Info site. He's saying that India, he, in his opinion, are favourites for the T20 World Cup, home conditions, everything like that. Obviously, there is an element of truth in that. Do you, do you see it that way, that India are maybe, you know, despite all we've talked about with the perceived flaws in India, that they are going to be incredibly hard to beat, both in this series and in the World T20? It's interesting, isn't it? There's always an element of mind games with those. Well, maybe there's not always, but there's always, there's usually something going on and playing down yourself and picking up someone else. I think they, it's interesting what people have said, the, the Indian badges have said in the last couple of podcasts may well mean that my view is not quite the right one. But I had assumed in my head they had been favourites. You say home conditions, pool of players they have to pick from from the IPL. There will be plenty of, the, as strong as some of the other sides will be, they won't, won't necessarily have all played as much cricket in India, well, they just won't. That's a, a fact. So I had assumed them to be favourites, but do think England will be pushing them and have a strong chance. And having this series, this time spent in India, I think will only benefit that and enhance England's chances. But yeah, for me, India favourites at a home World Cup. That is why this series, this little mini series, we talked about rest and rotation till the cows come home over the last few um, editions of the podcast. <laughs> but the fact that England have got, a, you know, Owen Morgan has got what he wants for this white ball squad. It's pretty much full full strength. I think a large amount of that is because it was in India. If this had been in New Zealand or something, we might have seen the rest and rotation be slightly differently. But because obviously the World T20 is in India, these five matches are in India. They want their, their proper squad there to have a proper dress rehearsal. Well, yeah. And I think it's important to remember that I know there's been a lot of talk about Morgan gets what he wants but he has said openly that this will probably be the only time before the World Cup when he actually does have exactly the squad he wants and that is focused and that is the right thing to do because they're going to go and play a World Cup in that country later in the year I'm not sure he will have that luxury I think over the, the course of the summer for example, there might be different priorities. So I think England have very decidedly picked this series as the one where they want their full white ball squad available. And that has, as in many people's opinion, has potentially had a detrimental effect on the on the test squad. It's logical. It makes sense. It's I, I'm completely behind it. I know, but I do think it's dangerous. I've seen some people write, oh, you know, Morgan gets what he wants, Root doesn't. I, I, I just think it's a timing point. And actually, there's many more nuances and we may see over the next few months slightly different priorities. So it's a massive juggling act, isn't it, for the England selectors as we go through this year? And yeah, you, you can't please everybody all of the time. And you can't do that with the selections at the moment and the rest in rotation, which as we both agreed, Sam, on this podcast many times, I think it's the right thing for England to be doing. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls.
Neil, I mean, looking at India, T20, IPL, obviously we're going to be doing our IPL dailies in a, in a few weeks' time with that competition coming back onto the uh, the podcast. Really looking forward to that this year in India, but obviously without the crowds. But one of the things that the IPL has done with India's young players, we've seen the benefits in the recent test series, is both in India and in Australia. Some of the youngsters coming through are blooded in that pressure cooker atmosphere in the IPL, and then they walk into the Indian team and look the part because they've already experienced such pressures before. You know, we'll see that again over the next five games, won't we, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially this time around because uh, I think there will be more opportunities for the so-called fringe players. I'm very excited to see uh, Kamal Yadav get a chance. I think he's been excellent in the IPL for a number of years. I kept it under my hat for much of the uh, the last edition of the IPL dailies, but I kind of came out towards the end of it as a Mumbai Indians fan, which is what I've been ever since the start of it, largely because they didn't win for the first five editions. And I quite like backing the underdog and hoping that they come good. And they've obviously come good rather well, haven't they, over the last sort of seven or eight uh, editions of the IPL with five titles now. But Sky, as they call him, is uh, an incredible part of that Mumbai Indian side. He's got massive amounts of success with MI and it's going to be really good to see him get an opportunity, isn't it? And to show what he can do on the biggest stage. Absolutely. Um, I think that there is always an issue and we saw this in the T20 series in Australia that the young players who come in don't actually get to face that many balls. Um, we'd actually need Rohit and KL Rahul to fail a bit to get to see them properly. There is an element that I hope that some of the more established people either get rested or or don't do particularly well so that we can properly blood these guys because Sanju Samson played beautifully in Australia but must have faced about 30 balls maximum in total and it wasn't really enough to get a proper idea. That can be one of the things in tournament cricket, can't it? That if you if your openers are doing really well, you can get some very big wins early on and all of a sudden you're charging through the tournament. But then as soon as you, know, you get halfway through and all of a sudden your top order suddenly fails, your numbers four, five and six have hardly faced a ball. And yeah, in, the, uh, in the ODIs, isn't it? Yeah. With Rohit, Dawan and Coley facing the vast majority of balls, um, our lower middle order um, has and had to face it and then come along New Zealand knock out the top order and uh, and suddenly we've got a load of people who haven't played all tournament I think that's less of an issue in, in T20s because people realise that when they're going well they have to go harder to take advantage of the fact that they're seeing the ball so well it can be a major problem in the IPL my own team uh, Sunrisers had that at times uh, because they've got such a a strong top three that the middle order don't really play anything until it's under the highest pressure. If we can get those guys to to see the ball a bit, then you know I'll accept whatever the result is um, in the series as long as we get what we want uh, in terms of blooding people, giving them experience and getting a chance to judge them properly. It's all a run-up to the World Cup. Sam, you were part of our Big Bash coverage, and obviously you've been part of the India against England stuff. How, how much attention do you pay to the IPL? Is that something that's on your calendar, or has it passed you by? I have to be honest, it passes me by. One can't do everything, and as you know, I'm a, a purist. I love I love county cricket, so I'm engrossed in the, the county championship during April 
and May. As much as I would love to, I used to, when I was a student, in my good old days as a student, when it was on ITV4, there was nothing better than an IPL game at, at 4pm. But these days, it, it passes me by a little bit. So there'll be a few in this uh, this Indian team that you may be not quite as used to as some of the uh, some of the others that we've seen over the last few weeks. I mean, one of the guys that I think will be a constant um, from the tests to the to the Whitepool stuff is Rishabh Pant, who <laughs> hasn't always been trusted by the Indian public. I mean, I, I am a massive fan of Rishabh Pant. I just think he's a bundle of energy. It's never a dull moment. And we've seen in recent weeks and, and months just what he's capable of in all formats of the game. It's going to be a joy to watch in the T20. He's had a ropey 18 months, really, Rishabh, but he's now back on track. But some of his IPL innings um, going back uh, through the last few years have been absolutely extraordinary. He's as explosive as it gets. It's going to be a jo- yeah, really interesting as a cricket fan, Sam, not just to watch the English side of stuff, but to see the Indians and to see their best players as well. Yes, I'm very excited. Rishabh Hunt, he's a character. We love characters. He's, he's kind of what we need. You know, sometimes people... Uh, and it's it's not necessarily people's fault. They're trained. There's there's some very vanilla characters in professional sport in terms of what they say is very much out of a, a textbook. And he is not, neither out of a textbook in terms of some of his batting. And just as a as a person, as you say, his energy. It's, it was wonderful to watch him go about what he was doing in Test cricket. And so yes, I am. I'm very excited to to watch people like him. Stuff in what could you could argue it's probably maybe some people would say it's his best format. Would that be fair to say? Um, I think probably less now than it was um, because he's obviously getting to grips with Test cricket. Certainly was initially. Well, yeah, and right, exactly. I mean, if that's what if and actually we've talked about it. Some of his innings, as risky as they were, they were also calculated risks. So he's not a kind of he doesn't go out there and lose his head the way he took apart. Jack Leach in some of those games it was really calculated and taking on players with, with the field back and so he's obviously got a cricket brain on him and I, I think I've spoken before about in, as a football fan most fans can recall a player for their club who whenever they got on the ball there would just be a murmur around the stadium almost kind of a go on and everyone just edges forward on their seat and he is the cricketing equivalent to that you, you know if you're getting a drink or buying some food or wondering about when to what time you should get to the ground. If you know Rashad Pant's about to go into bat, everyone is in their seat, no one moves. There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a black rat, cricket bat. He rat fans. The best kit available to maximise those scoring opportunities from blackratcricket.com. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Neil, obviously we've seen a lot of Richard Pantis recently, but going to be interesting to see how he does in the T20s coming up and in the white ball stuff as well. You mentioned Yusvendra Chahal, who I think is a real bundle of energy. He's got all kinds of tricks up his sleeve. I loved in the last IPL, actually, he got this ball that he just tossed up outside of our stump on a, on a kind of Yorker length almost. And... It looked fairly innocuous when you watched it, but he got so many wickets with that. Um, and he's a, he's going to be a joy to watch over the next five games. Who else is there for English fans listening to this? Who else is there that you think might maybe come from left field to just delight a few people that just love cricket? There are, there are so many players that we've seen who have unbelievable skills and the uh, the ability to excite. Um, just going back to Rishabh Pan, I, th- I don't think we saw the best of him in the IPL previously when he was batting at four. Um, if he gets moved back down to five, then that's where he's absolutely brilliant. And he is literally 
the only two people who give that kind of excitement are, to me in my time watching cricket, are Peterson and Sawag, who you know are, are going to entertain whatever happens. So he's always going to be the biggest draw. Let's stay on Rishabh Pant just for a second, because there is a, I, I have seen on, I, I've always loved Rishabh Pant from the first time I watched him. And I always seen with Indian supporters very, I mean, everything's so binary these days anyway, but he's either a hero or a zero, isn't he? And while he's a zero, he takes a bit of a kicking on social media from Indian supporters. He's thrown that game away. Why are we playing him, etc.? But he's starting to just kind of, um, I think, get his kind of fingernails and his, in his grip onto the Indian public as well as all formats. I think there's a lot of conservatism in, um, uh, in the Indian cricket public. There's a certain way of thinking where, especially in test cricket, you put the maximum value on your wicket. And we saw it in the recent test um, just before he got to 100. Sonny Gavaskar, who is the epitome of the conservative way of uh, thinking, he just played uh, that reverse scoop off Jimmy over the slips. And Sonny goes, right, I hope he can play it carefully uh, now and just get himself to his 100. And then Pant smashes Joe Root over um, <laughs> uh, wide long on. Uh, and that, that goes back to what Sam says as well, isn't it? About how he how he looks to be taking lots of risks. But for the modern day cricketer, those shots, they don't see as being risky, do they? they? That's just part of their game. Like against Jack Leach in the first test, he considered that if Leach is bowling into the rough, outside off, then it's a lot riskier for him to try to defend it and potentially get an edge um, or get hit in the glove if it bounces a bit than for him to go out and and crack it over uh, over the boundary which he's got a lot more control over it's it's very calculated it's not just slogging yeah, and it's really good to watch as well because you try and I always like watching cricket you try and get into the person's mind yeah the bowler what are they thinking now with the batsman what are they thinking now and Rishabh Pant is a very complicated mind very simple mind probably but a very complicated mind to read at times um, give me one name from the uh, the rest of the squad some of the guys that we've not mentioned that you're looking forward to watching in the uh, in the next five games I think we've missed uh, seeing him at his best and I think he's potentially going to be the star of the World Cup. People know him, but due to his injury, Hardik Pandya has been a bit off the radar. But when he when he gets going, especially with the bats against spin bowlers, there is no one better in the world, in my mind. And we're going to see a lot of spin in this World Cup. And um, we're going to see a lot of very heavy run scoring at the back end of innings. And he looks like he's bowling again as well. There's been pictures of him bowling and practicing his bowling. So that's a good sign for his back injury because that's been what's keeping him kind of, as you say, away from the sort of public consciousness for like he played in the last IPL purely as a batsman, didn't he? So it's going to be yeah, really interesting to see Hardik Panja. Sam, same question to you from an English perspective of the guys that are in that squad is there somebody that maybe isn't the household name now that you're looking forward to maybe getting an opportunity and, and taking it I suppose I would go back to, to one I've already mentioned in, in Sam Billing now, he's not really a household name is he he's played a lot of international cricket and has come into his own and had his best summer last year he pulled out of the IPL last April but he's going this year <laughs> it was quite funny I think after the first round of the auction when he's, he's, he tweeted that his girlfriend has said oh, why aren't you a bowler um, but he did get picked up in the next round and he just comes across he speaks really well he's a really exciting cricketer to watch I remember people like Mike Afton getting very excited about him when he first came onto the scene with Kent and I just think it would be a shame if someone with his level of talent like the hand-eye coordination is godlike so it would be a real shame if someone like him didn't quite cement a place in international cricket ever in their career and I think this now is a really good opportunity for him with that new finishers role to stake his claim to be in the first 11 he was good value on the Big Bash uh, player Mike as well wasn't he because they often went to him with 
the keeper gloves on from that position right in the centre of the action talking his way through it I know some people don't like that player Mike but I do and I thought Sam Beanings came across really well on that as well just to finish off with very quick answer from both of you um, serious prediction five games we've talked about the, the seriousness of it the importance of it how both teams will tackle it but what's the final score going to be now? 3-2 India after going 2-0 down as you suggest? Yeah absolutely it, it'll be like watching uh, Fergie's United again we need a, a kick up the arse to get us going in the series Same question to you Sam Well I was going to go 3-2 but the other way around I just hope I want to see a close series because as, as great as the Test Series was none of the games as you said were particularly close alright you could argue where one of them was slightly tight but I want to see some close games of cricket and I think England will come out on top 3-2. Really looking forward to this. Precursor to the World T20, precursor to the IPL. Two really good teams, certainly two teams that when we get to that World T20 are going to be right up there in terms of who can win it. No result would surprise me, to be honest, from this series. 5-0 England, 5-0 India and everything in between. They're all possible and nothing would surprise me because these are two very good sides and it's whoever plays the best on the day. Looking forward to that starting on Friday and looking forward to hearing Neil and Sam's reactions to that as we go through the white ball leg of this tour. Thanks to Neil and Sam for joining me today. Thank you everybody out there for listening and thank you for your hashtag Ask Badger questions over the last few days. That kept us entertained as we kind of try to fill the breach between the test matches and the white ball but we're very much in white ball mode now and looking forward to that. We'll be back every single day as we go through the remainder of England's tour to India. So join me then. I've been James the Cricket Badger and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.